fuldstændig hjælp. Welcome, welcome to our You Determined to Grow. This is your host, Prophetess Denise Kelly. Uh, we are welcoming those that are coming in. Um, we just want to thank God for another great day as we begin to let everyone in. Uh, this is going to be another great lesson. And so uh, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome. <laughs> video two, I knew video was up. Welcome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Your hair is cute. Thank you. It's different. That blonde, it brings me out a little bit more to me because of my okay. You and Denise. I was <laughs> oh, you saw my Denise on my bag. Yeah, I just I couldn't see you at the time. <laughs> Yeah. Vanessa, tell Denise she on mute. <laughs> yeah. She's talking to somebody. I think she muted on purpose. Oh. That's my guest. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we get started, we're just trying to give uh, Caleb just a little bit of time. I'm going to have Caleb press in this, this evening. I want to thank God for you all. Uh, it looked like my husband's trying to join twice. Not really sure about that, but okay. Uh, but we have another great lesson tonight. Um, God is, is good and his mercy endures forever. God is good and his mercy and his mercy endures forever. And before we even get uh, Mr. Caleb to pray us in, I pray that everyone, I'm not going to call anybody out, pray that everybody made it through the fast. Uh, I did forget to put the scripture in there, my bad. So I will put uh, the scripture in there for the next one coming up, as well as for the fasting scripture, uh, for the prophecy scripture. And we'll talk about that before we before we drop off. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over. I'm going to get Caleb to pray us in real quick. And after Caleb prays, then we're going to go straight into praise and worship. Amen. Caleb, you on mute. I'll eat my bad. Oh Lord, bless this Lord, bless this day. Lord, thank you for waking us up in the morning. Lord, 
Uh, uh, Lord, I hope you give us, um, Lord, I hope you protect all the people around the world. And Lord, bless the people in Ukraine that Russia is attacking on. I mean, and also bless the people on worship russia because there should be no hate and we give you praise and we give you honor amen 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 praise and worship you're up and i went to heaven and you were there with me we walked the streets of gold beside the crystal sea and I heard the angels singing, and someone called out your name. And I turned and saw a man, he was smiling as he came. He said, thank you for giving to the Lord. I am that light that will shame. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad you gave. And one by one they came. As far as the eyes could see. His life was somehow touched. By his generosity. And I know up in heaven, you're not supposed to cry. But I'm almost sure that with tears in his eyes, thank you for giving to the Lord. I am the light. That was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad you gave. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 That's amazing amen amen i have heard that song a lot of times on tbn so um it was that was very interesting I, I, beautiful of course beautiful because we must thank those that give to the lord amen so amen. tonight we are still in first samuel and we're gonna read um the first 23 verses yes i know it's a lot but i can't I can split it up, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't fit. So I have to go to 23. Uh, we may not even get all the way through this because this discussion is going to be really, really, really good. And so 1 Samuel 20, verses 1, two, 1 through 23. So we're going to read about 1, 2, 3, 4, five, about five verses a piece around about that. Four verses apiece. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. There's four. Oh, so about, uh, let's read at least four 
uh, five verses a piece and somebody can read six or and three people can read six. And that way I get it and get us all in. Or something Amen. like that. So we're gonna let uh praise and worship since y'all just started. We're gonna let y'all go last. Uh Minister Kelly, you're gonna start us out. Shanetta and then Caleb, and then the Montgomery's are after that. Uh you're gonna start with Hold on a second. Get out of me, Don Joanne. What happened? Mm -hmm. All right, Mr. K uh, Mr. Kelly, Mr. Kelly, you snuck up on me today. That's okay. Go ahead. Ain't nothing to see here. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I was looking to catch you doing something illegal. <laughs> what? <laughs> but um, First <laughs> uh, Samuel chapter twenty verses one through five. I'm gonna read from the NIV, and it reads, "Then David fled from Naoth at Ramah and went to Jonathan and asked, What have I done? What is my crime?'" I have, I wronged your father that he is trying to kill me. Never, Jonathan replied, you're not going to die. Look, my father doesn't do anything, great or small, without letting me know why would he hide this from me. It isn't so. But David took an oath and said, your father knows very well that I have found favor in your eyes. And he has said to himself, Jonathan must not know this or he will be grieved. Yet as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, there is only a step between me and death. And Jonathan said to David, whatever you want me to do, I'll do for you. So David said, look, Tomorrow is the new moon fest, and I'm supposed to dine with the king. But let me go and hide in the field until the evening of the day after tomorrow. If your father misses me at all, tell him. David earnestly asked my permission to hurry to Bethlehem, his hometown, because an annual sacrifice is being made there for his whole clan. If he says very well, and your servant is safe. But if he loses his temper, you can be sure that he is determined to harm me. As for sure, I mean, as for you, show kindness to your servant, for you have brought him into a covenant with you before the Lord. If I am guilty, then kill me yourself. Why hand me over to your father? Never, Jonathan said. If I had the least inkling that my father was determined to harm you, wouldn't I tell you? 
David asked, why will tell me if your father answers you harshly? <clears throat> I read all the time. She's what do you say? Stopped at ten. She stopped at ten. And you started at eleven, baby. Uh, uh, come, Jonathan said, "Let's go out into the field." So they went together. Then Jonathan said to David, "I swear by the Lord, the God of Israel, that I will surely sound out my father by this time, the day after tomorrow. If he is favorably disposed towards you, I will not send you word, and will let you know." But if my father intends to harm you, <clears throat> Lord, deal with Jonathan, be it so ever, me be it ever so severely. If I do not let you know and send you away in peace, may the Lord be with you as he has been my father. But show me unfalling kindness like the Lord's kindness as long as I live, so that I may not be killed. And do not ever cut off your kindness from my family, not even when the Lord has cut off every one of David's enemies from the face of earth. Caleb, we can't see you. Montgomery's, y'all read the, uh, oh, so the last. Did Kelly read already? Yeah, yeah he started. And Jonathan said unto David. Come and let us uh, go out into the fields. Uh, and they went out, both of them, into the field. I think he has 16 men. And Jonathan said unto David, O Lord God of Israel, when I have sounded my father mm, about tomorrow, any time of the third day, and behold, if there be good toward David, and I can't see this thing, and I then saved sin, sin and, uh, and uh, not unto them, and show it the uh, baby, you're supposed to he needs his glasses. I can't it. see, man. So let me start. It's supposed to start on 16. You're uh, Caleb, I already read that. Um, so this is at 16. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, May the Lord call David's enemies to account. And this is NIV version. Sorry about that. And Jonathan had David reaffirm his oath out of love for him because he loved him as he loved himself. Then Jonathan said to David, tomorrow is the new moon feast. You will be missed because your seat will be empty. The day after tomorrow toward evening, go to the place where you hid when this trouble began and wait by the stone easel. I will shoot three arrows to the side of it as though I was shooting at a target. Then I will send a boy and say, go find the arrows. If I say to him, look, the arrows are on the side of you, bring them here, then come, because as surely as the Lord lives, you are safe. There is no danger. 
But if I say to the boy, look, the arrows are beyond you, then you must go because the Lord has sent you away. And about the matter you and I discussed, remember, the Lord is witness between you and me forever. So David hid in the field, and when the new moon feast came, the king sat down to eat. He sat in his customary place by the wall opposite Jonathan, and Abner sat next to Saul, but David's place was empty. Saul said nothing that day, for he thought something must have happened to David to make him ceremonially unclean. Surely he is unclean. Was it to 26? What is it to? 23. 23. It's Sorry, okay, I'm... though. It's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll be reading that again. It's okay. You did good. I be, I, I hate to stop y'all. Y'all be reading so well. So, um, <laughs> so the title of this lesson, the title of the lesson tonight is Enemy by Default. Mm. Enemy by Default. And so what we're going to talk about is going to talk about the fact that David is Saul's enemy by default. He didn't do anything. He didn't say anything. There's no reason for Saul to be at odds with David. So he just happened to be his enemy by default. So let's look at a few things that we're talking about here. Let's look. Let's start with, we're going to look up at verse, verse, uh, verse one. So there's three things that I want to point out in verse one that get this conversation started. So when David, when David uh, talks to Jonathan, the first thing he asks, what did I do? That's a common question, right? What did I do? What what did I what was wrong? What what iniquity did I have? How did I sin against your 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 father that he's seeking my life? So the first question I want to ask you is: Has there been a time in your life where you had an enemy by default? Let me define enemy before you answer that question. So an enemy is a person. That is going up against you. Sometimes, in this case, we know that Saul wanted David's life. But you can have an enemy that may not want your life, but maybe they want your lifestyle. Or maybe they want your wife. Or maybe they want the things that you have. So you have all kinds of enemies. You even got some frenemies, I say. Because sometimes people have something against you and they really don't even know what it is or why. So I want to ask each and every one of you to think of a time where you recognize that you had an enemy and you didn't have, they didn't have no reason to have you as an enemy. Y'all started out. Go ahead, Shana. Do it matter who go first? Nope, you can go. Okay. I, well, y'all know a lot of mine right here in Marshall. I ain't did nothing but stop using drugs, stop drinking, stop being a people pleaser. I stopped giving all my money away to the churches and to all the homeless people that were standing on the corner. And all of a sudden I came the enemy itself. Because I won no out of 99 yeses. 
Then I had one uh, family come to me and ask me to help their sick brother. I was giving away everything I had. He didn't know it, but at the time I was giving away almost my last. And um, they end up being the ones that's been breaking in my vehicles, the periods here in Marshall. Um, and I done been to the police. The police reports done come up missing. Um, Casey Pierce works at Walmart here in Marshall, Texas. And she told me the other day, no, I shouldn't tell you what the season in that. Now, if anybody should have an attitude, it should be me because they the one jumped out in my house. Keep in mind, the police report done come up missing on three different burglaries. Um, each time, it was either one of his brothers, his sisters, or all five of them jumped out on me here. So thanks be to God and all my angels that even with all them going against me and his sister worked for the police department, so that might be one of the reasons why I don't have any pool here. Um, but anyway, um, that is, I got to the point where God has allowed me to let them watch me still eat at the table in front of my enemies. Because even though you steal from me, God give me back three times. Every time you lie on me, he put your mouth to shame and he gonna make sure you see me still shining. And a lot of people don't can't figure me out because I won't hang with my ex enemies. I don't care if you did try to apologize. He don't come back through, you know, messenger through new names and stuff. And I still told him, God told me not to deal with you. Cause see, you got one time to mess up with me. I'm this the new show. So let me reintroduce you. You just call me money. You ain't talking about no money. I don't want to talk. No, I'm playing. I'm for real though. <laughs> Anybody else have an enemy by default? I mean, enemy that you are like, there's nothing I did to this person for them to dislike me. Anybody else got an enemy by default? Um, yeah, Kelly, you already unmuted. Go ahead, bye. Um... Yeah, um, I mean, just by the God we serve, we automatically got enemies because our God is enemies with the uh, with Satan. Sometimes people uh, have a dislike for you, and they don't care much for you just simply because of the God you serve. So when you choose a side, don't choose a side unless you prepared for some enemies. And uh, even you standing in a neutral stance, you still don't chose the side. So um, that's just what that is. That's all I was going to say. Talk to me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I always internalize things. <laughs> And I think, uh, I think sometimes I could be my own enemy, enemy to myself. Um, it can be uh, self-destructive thoughts, um, self-destructive behaviors. Um, yeah, and do a lot of work with God to help me get out of my own head a lot of the times so that's what i think about i i can't to be honest it's hard for me to imagine someone that was just just so disliked me that man i 
it's, I, I don't, I haven't, I, I don't know that I've had that many experiences with stuff like that. Cause you know, I kind of stay quiet. I keep to myself most of the time. Um, so if it was the case, I just didn't know it. And I'm kind of glad I didn't know it. Yeah. Babe. Nobody ever thought of you as an enemy? Yeah, anybody think of me as an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say man. That was my whole life consists of. You know. But anyways, uh, yeah. Uh anytime you're not living like a person wants you to live, you're the enemy. Mm -hmm. Anytime you don't give a person something, you're the enemy. You know. Uh, it don't take much to be someone's enemy in their eyes. But God's eyes, we're all right with God. We was once enemies to God. But while we was yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, you know, he always loved us, but we didn't always love him. You know, so the world thinks of us as enemies. Amen. 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 <clears throat> We're in First Samuel 20. Reading verses uh, 1 through 23, we just now got to verse 1. And so I'm going to ask the question again, give uh, those that hadn't answered yet opportunity. So my question is, <clears throat> we're talking about the title of the lesson, and we're using verse 1, enemies <clears throat> by default. So have you ever had a person that was your enemy, and you really didn't give a reason to be your enemy, but they was your enemy. So therefore you were their enemy by default. And we're utilizing Jonathan and David <clears throat> and Saul, we're using Saul and David as an example of how Saul just went after David for uh, no reason. What's the question? Tell me about a time where you had an enemy by default. You already talked. You already said it. So I'm looking for oh. they haven't said nothing. Caleb, have you ever experienced since you want me to call you out? Anybody? You on mute, baby. Somebody that uh was your enemy by default? You had done nothing to them and they just was your en enemy? <laughs> uh, Larubi. No. I mean, if somebody don't like me, they haven't told me yet. Oh, okay. All right, I'll give you that. At 13, I give you that. I had enemies when I was little, little. But uh, <laughs> uh Brother Benoit. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that I have had uh hidden enemies. I mean, I don't think I've had any that were bold enough to say they were one, you know, because I mean I was a little uh hot headed and somewhat fearless so I mean that kind of changes the whole landscape of things but I think that you know there are some that I have suspected of being a hidden enemy and I mean that kind of comes with the territory especially being a black man 
it's by, you know, sports, whether it's by who you date, whether it's by who you're related to, you know, uh, we have had instances where people who probably were enemies of the family or enemies of, you know, your school or, you know, um, I, don't, I can't say that I just had full on, you know, face to face opposition like that that I can recall. I mean, I have had, you know, people that we were like oil and water on the court, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and they may have thought me to be, I just had, I guess I could say that I just haven't cared enough to, to see whether that is or ain't, you know, I guess. Only you know. A- Amen. Amen. We that's that's good. I, I the reason why I bring this out is because sometimes people in our lives wonder why people are don't like us. It's not anything that we've done. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that we did something to them. Sometimes they just enemies by default. And just like uh Minister Kelly said, just like Kelly said, he brought it out, you know. You know, we are Christians. And, and 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 sometimes just because we love Christ, we got enemies. We enemies by default. And so I like how David, first of all, didn't just he he didn't like get in his well, he did kind of get in his feelings, but what I'm saying is he was trying to figure out what happened. Is it something I can fix? And the reason why I say that he asked the questions that way is because in the first question that he asked, he asked, what did I do? Now, most people don't ask, what did I do? If they not try to figure out how they can fix it. I'm not saying, I said most people, I say everybody. Then he asked, what iniquity? So, the, the way that Saul had treated him made him feel like he just was like in a state where he had just did something really bad and he couldn't figure it out. And we, we just in verse one. So then he tells, he tells Jonathan, and I'm gonna paraphrase some of this. So he talks to Jonathan, he tells him, he says, uh, so Jonathan is trying to encourage him. Now, you guys remember last chapter, we talked about how Jonathan said, you know, talk to his father, don't harm David. And David came on back home and he did, uh, you know, he began to go to war and different things of that nature. But even though he did that, we know for a fact, Saul had a problem. He had a problem with him. Now, have you... Now, I know you guys have experienced this, where people, and and, and we as Christians, okay, I ain't going to say we as Christians. I'm going to say people have looked to God for what God can give them and not for his character, his love, his joy, his peace. Sometimes they are always looking at what you can get out of them, what you can get out of God. But God wants us to have the character where we are looking at his face and in adorance and and, 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 uh, and not just his hands. In our lifetime, I have experienced, and I know maybe many of you have, 
where people are always looking to what I can give them, but they are not concerned about my character. Now, when I was out there doing all kinds of dirt and mess, you know, you all good with me. But then when I start trying to change my life or trying to try to do something right now, you got a problem. You got a problem. Wow, to- just said this, sis. I mean, you got the same story. <laughs> they got a problem with us. But guess what? Don't. Because I love God more than I'm allow you to change who I am. I love God more than I'm allow you to change who I am. You got a problem? Guess what I'm going to say? Take it up with God. You got a problem? Take it up with God. And so as we see with David and Jonathan, really they're trying to solve this situation themselves. They are trying to figure out how can we get past this point. And see, this is this all comes after David, the javelin, got thrown at David's head. So he knew. Now you know, you know, you know, Saul didn't accidentally throw this. 50, 30 pound javelin that nobody had accidentally. Come on now. He had a problem with it. He had a problem. He was allowing pride to work in his life so that he could not see the truth. So while Jonathan and David are trying to figure this out, one thing that was interesting to me that just, and I'm going to ask y'all another question. The one thing that was interesting to me was they try to figure it out, but God already worked it out. But uh, So the other thing that was interesting was this. They was trying to work a plan so they could see if he actually sent the javelin and he was trying to kill me. Okay, first of all, he went to your wife, tried to kill you that way. He, he, hit, he sh- shot the javelin at your head. I mean, that's two strikes right there. What are you trying to figure out was my question. Why are you, do you not, what what they say, it's as plain as the what? Nose on your face. Well, you know, God gave you warning before destruction, sis. So what I've learned is that even though he had warning, I can't speak for him, but I can speak for me. God told me to still be still. He got me. Don't move till I tell you to. That's why when it was time to renew my lease this month, I went ahead and renewed it. God told me to stay right here because my enemies, he ain't through letting them watch me come up. See, my point is, is that the devil can throw all kind of things at you. They can tear this up, tear that up, but you can't kill me. And long as you can't kill me, I got to get right back up. And when I come up, God going to bring me that much stronger. So anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was agreeing with you. I can't ask no question when I'm on mute, can I? (laughs) I got another question for you. So they was trying to figure out, Jonathan was trying to figure out, I want to give you a sign, a third sign, because he already had two. And the third sign, 
which is the number of complete, which is the number of the, of the Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want to give you a third sign so we can know for sure that Saul is really trying to kill you. Okay, we, we're not going to go there. Y'all, We're not going to go there. So my question to you is, has God sent you some signs that you have ignored about the things that God wants you to do or the fact that God wants you to move or in Shanetta's case, stay? Has God sent you some signs yet you're asking for one more sign? To know his will. That's my. I can use a prime example again. Um, the Holy Spirit told me not to mess with a certain family member. I messed with them and I've been out of $600 worth of my brakes burning up. Yesterday I had put an alternate on my truck. Something I ain't had to do in five years. Yesterday a light came on from my front tire. And so I'm going to tell you. When people going through they karmic and God reaping what they reaping what they sowed, and you put a bad spirit into your good stuff that's going on. God got a way of pulling you into that and whooping you with them. That's the way I look at it. Or we can look at it just on a natural point. That could be the spiritual level. We're gonna look at the natural point. I'm the good girl. I'm trying to be Captain Saber. I mean, excuse me. <laughs> I'm trying to save somebody. In the process, I'm hurting myself. Now I'm at eleven hundred dollars in the morning. Behind trying to fix stuff that was never tore up until I went and picked up this demonic spirit. So today I, I walked around my truck seven times like they did with the Jericho wall. And the Lord told me after I spent this $248 in the morning, that ain't gonna no more lights gonna come on. That's our agreement <laughs> on this truck. Cause I ain't had no problems in five years. Mama had it for 13 years. None, none of this never happened until I picked up this demonic spirit. And I told her, whatever you owe me, you can have it. Please don't call me no more because I don't believe that I'm supposed to help you. Because some people, we only supposed to forgive. We don't. I don't care if it's family members. If they don't did you so rotten and dirty, you can't go back and try to help them because right now they reaping their karma. And see, so you go in and try to help people that's done did some bad things in their life, you will go in and end up reaping their karma with them, if that make any sense. Amen. Anybody else want to tackle <clears throat> signs? Has God been giving you some signs and you've just been ignoring them? Signs? Well, I don't know about the signs. I mean, I, I don't necessarily we talk about signs that's a difficult subject I guess uh, it kind of gets a little muddy to me when you're talking about signs because I mean you know in the Old Testament they sought signs they you know they would put fleeces out and things or whatever it was and uh, but now that we have this Holy Spirit I mean I don't think that we are necessarily seeking signs you know, it's either that, uh, you know, he will use his Holy Spirit to bear witness with your spirit, you know, to, uh, are you listening? That's the question. You know, sometimes uh, we are so dull of hearing, 
spiritually that we can't hear what the Lord is saying. So I don't know if it's necessarily signs because I'm, you know, because uh, you can seek a sign and be deceived. In my opinion, I think that uh, you know we should uh, most definitely um, be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I think that. You know, so I'm just kind of, I think signs is more of an Old Testament deal for those who didn't have it spirit. Uh, Because, you know, you needed some way to guide you, you know, because you didn't have a spirit to guide you. I mean, that's just my opinion. So, um, but, uh, you know, do I believe that now being led a certain way or being, I think that the enemy does a lot more pushing and trying to direct you in the wrong in the wrong way than than anything, you know, by fear, by aggravation, by you know, uh, trying your patience, you know. Uh, what about the thin, you know, what the, the lean years? You know, those those are the type of things that uh, you know I think the enemy uses to steer you away from. Uh, you know, out of the, you know, like I say, the overflow of what God would have you to be. So that's just my opinion on it. And so, I mean, with that being said, I, I do sometimes believe that I may be dull of hearing sometimes, or I can second guess. You know, was that G Lord? You know, type of deal. Uh, you know, um, you know, uh, and uh, I tried that. You know, you know, they say you test those, test the spirits, and you test those things. I tested by, you know. What is it against what I'm desiring for myself? Is it something selfish that I'm trying to do for myself? You know, is that why I'm trying to, you know, those are the things that I use to test and gauge, uh, you know, what I am hearing. Amen. Amen. That's good. Um, I don't know that I have a, a, I would hope that I wouldn't miss what God is trying to tell me. Um, I do know that, um, I would ask God to, I would, when I'm praying or talking to the Lord, I'm making sure to say, Lord, make sure that my heart and ears are open to hear and receive whatever it is he's trying to tell me whatever it is he's trying to have me do. And um, so that I don't miss um, what he would have me do. Um, So all I can say is, um, I don't know that that's the case, that I miss missing some signs. Um, Because I think when God's trying to reveal something to me, um, (laughs) it never fails that, I get some type of confirmation from somebody else. It, it never fails. So I think that's that's the just of what I could say on it. Amen. Mm-hmm. Minister Kelly. Um signs. Um I have spoken with people that believe in signs. And uh I remember this uh preacher friend that we knew he he always wanted to see his penny. If he didn't see his penny, he felt like he hadn't done the will of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, God was showing him his penny. So, I mean, 
you know, the Lord deal with each, you know, each of us in different ways. So we can't say one way is universal uh, versus the other. And all, all we can say is how he deal with us. And uh, how God deal with me is uh, I, I know if the Lord, the hand of the Lord is upon something by the way it's flowing or it's not flowing. If I feel like I always got to be the one trying to push this and push that and I'm, you know, running against all these different types of obstacles and I'm trying to figure out all these things, then uh, most of the time, I ain't going to say most of the time, almost all the time, God is not involved. You know what I'm saying? It's me trying to put forth my will. It's me trying to get my own thing going because uh, when God hands us upon something, God just worked things out. I mean, even in the midnight hour while you resting, I mean, you wake up the next morning, it's worked out. Uh, that thing which concerned you uh, because he's a God that neither sleeps nor slumbers. Uh, so you know when God hands is up on something and you know when God hands is not up on something. You know, you got to keep asking God to bless you in a particular area and some place where he's perhaps have forbidden you from, from going. You know, God is not in that. Um, when, when, when God, God's blessings are not grievous. They're not burdensome. Uh, they're, 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 they're welcoming to your heart. They make you, they make you joyful inside. I mean, there's certain things that accompany God and his spirit. And when God is in it, you, you, you see those things. Those are your signs. And, and, and when he's not in it, you're going to know it too because you're going to be burdened all the time. It's like you got a headache you can't get rid of. And that's God telling you to get rid of that mess and get back on the right side of things. So that's my take on it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Brother Caleb, you have something? Can you repeat the question? The question had to do with, have you been receiving signs from the Lord about a particular thing? Have you missed it? Um, pretty much, that's pretty much the question. Is the Lord leading you somewhere? You ain't supposed. Is the Lord leading you, and you are supposed to be going somewhere, and you ain't moving? Kind of like that. Is the Lord leading somewhere, and I don't know that I'm moving? <clears throat> Life. You beat it. Um, life leads you somewhere. I mean, you make your decisions. That life, like God, I mean, God decides you were born. God gave you the right to live. Okay. Just All keep, right then. Just, just keep on living, grandson. It'll come to you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. As as we kind of wrap up a little bit about Jonathan and David and uh, how they figured out how they was going to give that third uh, confirmation. 
that he was trying to murder him. Um, I just kind of want us to think about enemies by default. There are gonna be there are gonna be some signs. There's some things that's gonna be coming about. And and this word is gonna break come back to your remembrance about enemies by default because there because we do serve God because we allow God to be uh, Lord over our lives the enemy is coming the enemy is gonna try to challenge you and and like Job of course we know that. Job didn't ask nobody no questions, but the Lord offered him up for a reason. And so we might have some of these Job experiences and we have to know, we have to be confident that God is the one that's working it out for our good. That God is the one that is allowing us to be the enemy by default. I wanted to ask a question, sis. How many um excuse me? How many um like when you be knowing I'm like sister um Vanessa, and normally the Lord will give you confirmation when he wants you to do something. So I've been doing a lot of dreaming here lately, and like Joe, I believe he offer up some of us and tell the devil you can do whatever you want to do to her, but you can't kill her. And see what it is, I've always been one of the escape goats, if it wasn't none from just my boyfriend or, you know, or friend guy or friend person. What I've learned is that some of us are put here to have harder lives than others. Some of us also are put here to give away more than we will ever receive. And also some of us are put here to play the role of a fool so we can fool the fool to think they fooling us. So when we start showing them that we're not as dumb as they thought we were, cause we sit there and grinned and smiled all the time. It don't mean, see that piss them off. So you got to learn your role. Sometimes God said, it's okay to lie. If you can save your brother's life. But also I'm gonna tell the truth and it pisses a lot of them off. Excuse my language, amen. Amen, amen. So as we go through, as uh, I just want to talk just a little bit about, um, we talked about enemy by default, but I kind of also want to end with talking about the fast that the Lord put us on today. And so um, I'm not going to have you show of hands who made it through the fast, who didn't. I'm not doing any of that because you know what, believe it or not, even though we can do fast corporately, it is a personal thing. It is something that God lays upon your heart. And many times we fast on our own. I am just trying to give us an opportunity to unify in the fast. So the topic for today was prophecies revealed. So we're asking God to enhance our hearing spiritually when it comes to prophecies. And so I believe that this is not just this month, but this entire year, that the things that God is leading us in in this month, as far as our fasting goes, that God wants us to move into another level in him. It is time out for us to continue to be a babe in Christ. It is time out for us to, to uh, continue to try to ground up our meat instead of eating the steak. It is time out for us 
who are mature Christians to continue to act like we just started. We need to be in prayer and fasting and we need to learn our word. And I believe that's the reason why we all come together for this uh, Bible study. And so that we can continue. Like the Bible talks about iron, sharpens iron. And so I just wanted to talk just a little bit about what do you believe prophecy is? And I think we kind of talked about it one time. It's been a minute, but what do you believe prophecy is? And what has God revealed anything to you that you can share? Because some things are private. You know, some things are just between you and him. So first, the first question is, what do you believe prophecy is? And has God revealed anything to you? And then I'll tell you what we're going to be doing next week. Um, I like to say I fasted the day when I went to sleep. I didn't eat while I was sleeping. So uh, that's, all, that's all I want to say about the, the fast. And the prophecy is... Uh, God revealing things to us. I would like to say that I fasted every day, all day until this evening, forgot to even eat. I just don't got so where I feel like that the Holy Spirit is feeding my soul because that's one of my prayers. And I don't know if anybody been noticing or not, but I noticed one person put amen up under my prayer. But I've been trying to add some like encouraging words this week, even though I'm not the leader of this Bible study or anything. But, you know, I'm just trying to keep the family together so we all know that we need to renew our mind, our heart, our spirit every morning. Over all my cups of coffee, that's how I fast. Read my word. I pray without ceasing. But sometimes you have a few distractions that the devil throw in there. And it's always somebody that you either care about or you love. And you be like, Lord, I know you didn't sent the devil in him. I mean, <laughs> I know the devil ain't jumped in this person. Oh, Lord, now, where did they come from? But I love them so much with this pure, clean heart that I go back and do the same thing when he done showed me over and over and over again who this person is. Wow. But amen. Amen. Uh, uh, you said prophecy, right? Uh, a miracle of knowledge. That's good. That's a good definition. Anybody else? This week, this week was the week that we're going to be talking talking about prophecy revealed. Anybody else? What did Caleb say? Caleb, repeat what you said. Miracle of knowledge is what he said. Miracle of knowledge. Oh, y'all keep dragging my bad knowledge. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um prophecy. I, I think it's already been said. I, I I mean I know that it's whatever it is, it's it's coming from God. Um excuse me, y'all. It's about specific, I guess, specific events, um, future events. That are coming coming up or, or something to that to that effect. Um, and I forgot the other question. What did God reveal to you today 
And um, it may not, he may not have revealed anything to you, but ooh, what did God reveal I to you? I know one thing. When this fast started off this morning, uh, the devil wasn't working. I do know that. I had so many crazy things happen. I broke my glasses right off the bat. I didn't get out the bed as fast as I wanted to. And then I was getting, uh, I got a text from a family member where I was like, listen, I, I don't have time for this this morning. Uh, so, and because I was pressed, <laughs> I had some stuff I had to go do. And so I really didn't get a chance to respond back to the family member until the afternoon. But yeah, not, you know what? And I said, what? Satan, the Lord rebukes you. I mean, yes, I said it right. Satan, the Lord rebukes you in the name of Jesus. Devil, devil, you're alive. And the truth ain't in you. And you are not messing with me today. Okay? And traffic was horrible trying to get to work. But you know what? He's alive. But uh, all right, I made it to work just fine. And I made it through the day. Thank you, Lord, for that. And um, I don't know that the Lord necessarily uh, spoke to me or revealed some things to me. But I do know that, uh, well, except for one thing, just basically letting me know that, you know, when I'm concerned about, um, uh, you know, because I have a certain medical condition that I got to eat and do all this stuff and stuff that, um, you know what, with God, I, anything is possible. I can do it um, for, I ended up almost five hours instead of four. So before I was able to eat something, so I know it's possible, but anyway. So yeah, that was that. Yeah, I had uh, things coming at me first thing this morning. Brother Gary, <laughs> I ain't got nothing for you. What I noticed the more I read my Bible and study, which I know I may have more time than most on on my hand, but um, what I've noticed is my body don't crave the flesh don't crave food. It craves knowledge from the Bible, and therefore I'm gaining a whole lot more wisdom, and I'm able to be more humble and answer questions a whole lot slower so they can think I'm retarded. And then when I do answer it correctly, they be shocked, like, dang, she showed on got close to God. They don't know I still have flaws. I'm healing. I ain't healed. But what I've learned is when God said bread of heaven, bread of heaven, Feed me till I want no more. He not talking about food. He talking about him. And the closer that he get us to him, and the bigger our spirit. See, people don't understand. The more your spirit, the Holy Spirit is healed, the better the diabetes are healed, the high blood pressure, all that flesh. You talking about food? You don't need food. You need God. But anyway, we done read the Bible over and over and over and over again. But the problem is every time I reread it, I get a different version. I don't know about the next person, but the more and the more I get closer to God, the more and the more I don't want to eat. But amen. 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 Brother Vinoy. Yeah, prophecy. Prophecy is, you know, spoken about. And, uh, just look it up in 1 Corinthians 14. Three and it's uh it's for the you know speaking of men speaking of the edification, exhortation, and comfort, and and that can come in many different forms. You know, of revealing of things to come, of revealing of things that need to be known, and all these other things. So uh, the man of God, and um, you know, so the men of God or God's people can be prepared in certain situations. 
or feel, you know, so they can be encouraged in certain situations. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, as far as uh, revealing, um, you know, uh, I just let the Lord do what he do at the end of the day. You know, if he decides to reveal something to me, then it's a beautiful thing. If not, you know what I mean, I'm going to keep pressing on. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, fasting is a, uh, I ain't going to say a quick way, but it's one way to denying the flesh and drawing closer in the spirit, you know, or into the spirit, spiritual things and uh, uh, allows you to be more spirit-minded than fleshly-minded, even though, I mean, your body's, but it's a denying of the flesh, uh, certain things. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's a much-needed thing. You know, for me, I don't, typically, I don't do it a lot, you know, which, you know, I um, should probably do it a lot more because I know what happens, you know, because I've, I've done it, you know, so, but uh, it is a good way to keep the flesh um, under under thumb, so to speak, you know. So I appreciate the opportunity. It's just that's that's what it was for me, you know. Hey, Lord, I appreciate you know what I mean because some you know I know to do, and sometimes I just don't. You know what I mean? So it just affords me an opportunity. Okay, well, you know, today's a set day to get it done. You know, type of deal. Amen. Amen. Did I kid everybody? Everybody talked about prophecy. Okay, okay. so so the next the the next week, same day on the 18th, the prophecy uh we're gonna be talking, we're gonna be praying over as a part of our four four hour fast from whatever the Lord lays upon your heart. Myself, I'm doing social media. And also, food. I'm just telling you that. Not be, not to be. I'm just telling you. These are some of the things that I'm going to be fasting from. But the top, the topic that we're going to be praying through and praying over is going to be having a fuller life. Having a fuller life. But I also want to add fuller and balanced, a fuller, balanced life. That's what we're going to be praying and fasting about and asking God to show us some direction in, in which way he wants us to move on that. Uh, I think I already you know, said... Excuse me, sis. You know, when you talking about, like, the internet, is that what you're saying? You ain't talking about YouTube, the church songs, are you? Uh, for me, I'm fast. Uh, no. I'm just I'm fasting for social media. Nothing, nothing churchy. Oh, social media. Okay, thanks. That's just me. Whatever the Lord lay up on your heart to fast for, because it's a personal thing. That's just what the Lord has, has shared with me. Social media, and then four hours of um, from uh, training for the body. So, uh, did, you want to share, did you want to share? If the Lord reveals something to you today, <laughs> uh, yes, He did. Uh, the Lord uh, revealed to me um, each time when we have these Bible studies and we have these uh, 
the Sunday school and things of that nature. It is also a time for me to reflect. Um, is everything going the way it's supposed to be going? Am I doing what all God has called me to do? And, and so during these fasting times, that's one of the things that I want. For one thing, I don't want to feed you stale bread. In other words, I got a library full of messages that I've already done over my lifetime. But that is not, I don't do that. I ask God to share with me what he wants me to share with you. And a lot of times he shares with me first. In other words, it hits me first and then I give it to you. And so God just reminded me today that there's some things that's going to be coming up in our in our lives that he's going to reveal to us and we're going to be stronger and better. And then the other thing he revealed to me is that I'm on the right vein as far as which way he wants me to go with the ministry. So what is your prophecy? So so my prophecy has to do with us growing more in the faith and growing up, pretty much growing up. God was just reminding me, we're going to grow up in the faith soon. And then, well, of course, I appreciate you know, that was some financial financial gain that's coming our way too. But uh, he didn't tell me to reveal that, but I just did. <laughs> Your financial gain been hitting me since like the the end of December, and all the way up until I started messing with a demonic spirit that I didn't post to. But I think God gonna give me that back tenfold. So. I'm not going to worry about it because I know he's going to fix everything. Tomorrow going to be my last problem. Amen. Amen. Just a quick reminder. We are having a celebration for those that can come. Uh, we're going to celebrate Malcolm's life on his birthday, uh, which is going to be on Sunday. Just having a small gathering. We're going to do some barbecue, play some cards, some dominoes. We're going to start about one o'clock. So if you can make it, that's great. If not, sing your prayers. Uh, we love you guys and we appreciate you. Uh, I'm going to ask um, Brother Vinoy to pray us out. And then I believe Caleb is getting ready to do something for us. So, um, will this be, it's going to be along with you? Yes, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to okay. be at my house. Okay. Y'all waiting on me or waiting on, yep, waiting on, waiting on you? Okay. Waiting on you, Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we praise your holy name, Heavenly Father, for all that you have done, all that you continue to do for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have given us the light. In such a dark world, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have given us restraint, that you have uh, touched our lives, and the Father, that touched the lives of others. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you continue to guide us by and through your Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, and help us to be light to men as well. We ask you to continue to touch our hearts as well, to be more of a more of a tool that you can use, Heavenly Father, in this day and age. We ask, Heavenly Father, you continue to reveal to us, Heavenly Father, the things that we need to change. Help us to reveal to us, Heavenly Father, in which ways we need to go, and help us, Heavenly Father, continue to be the men and women that God you have called us to be. In all these things we ask and pray, we thank you once again. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Beautiful prayer. I thank you guys for coming and showing up all the time. It is such a blessing to be able to see my family and for us to grow together, especially spiritually. Caleb, talk to us. I got a, I got a question. Are you determined to, to grow? To grow? <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. And uh, I will drop the scripture for the 18th. I'm going to drop it in early because I already forgot the scripture last time. So I'm going to try to drop them in there early. So uh, may God keep you is my prayer. We are going to have Sunday school. We should be able to have it. It's going to be pretty quick. Uh, we should be able to have it. If anything changes, I'll drop it in the chat so everybody will know. But we still should be able to have it. Uh, for Sunday, because anybody coming over here to one. So, all right. Love you guys. Talk to y'all soon. Have a blessed week. You too. Bye bye.